Hello, RP people, and welcome back to another episode of Roleplaying as Smart People, the podcast where we pretend to know what we're talking about when it comes to RPG systems, mechanics, news, and dumb rants on topics we have way overthought. My name is Santa, and I'm glad you can join us again today. Joining me as always, we have Mr. Finer and Scott W. Say hello, guys. Hello, guys. Booyakasha. Uh, so on today's uh, episode, we're actually going to be talking about switching systems. What's out there, how to approach a group with it, and, you know, whether you might actually like them or not. So, <laughs> which is honestly a, a, an actual question because there's some systems out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead. It's good because it's like, no. why, why should we switch systems? Because I'm the GM motherfucker. <laughs> That's why. Honestly, I, I, I was, I was, I, it's kind of funny that like we brought up this topic because I was reading Reddit and there's one Reddit post about <clears> a guy who's like, I want to switch it because the power creep is getting a little bit too much, but my, my team really likes it. We don't want to switch the setting. We don't want to do this. We're just wondering if without changing our power level, how we can make it more manageable with a new system. And I'm like, what? <laughs> the, you, you literally said you want things to change, but you want them to be exactly the same. I don't know. Yeah. But um, either way. Um, so what are some reasons why we should switch up systems? Um, how about you, Scott? Oh, man. Uh, because... Honestly, I get it. I get that, you know, the game system that you come into the hobby on, which is more than likely Dungeons and Dragons in the current edition, so fifth edition for most people. And not everyone, but it's and it could be anything, but I, I understand that that is your most precious and your first crush. But there there are better looking people than your first crush. And there are things <laughs> that do shit better than your first crush. You know, for every Reddit post you go to is like, how can I make Cyberpunk in fifth edition? Okay, you could, or you could not waste your time and everyone else's time and actually get other shit accomplished at the table yeah. and find a game that does it or a system that does it. So that's why you should switch systems. You really want to become a better gamer and more well-rounded. Like we talked about, with the way I run games for you guys, you can see the influences from what? D&D, OSR, uh, Powered by the Apocalypse, Savage Worlds, Fate. You know, I, I, I've been able to blend all of those experiences into you know what makes me – a you know, a more, I, I guess, oh, I don't know, flexible GM. And it's, you know, I don't know. That's, that's my thing. Well, and, and I also, I like the, uh, the mention about the influences of other systems because not every rule system is lacking something. Um, and I'm getting ready to, to run a game in Coriolis for my kids and they don't have chase rules. Uh, there's like there, there's no there's not even a recommendation on how you could do a chase or something like that in the Coriolis rules, and so I'm like going okay well uh, you know Savage Worlds is simple enough I'll I'll modify that to to fit the Coriolis mechanics and and we'll go from there. So uh, it, it does allow you to improvise where a system may be lacking. Sure. Oh, I can't believe they didn't put chase rules in there. I'm sure their Reddit and Discord is just full of fucking yeah, stupid shit. I can't believe there's no chase rules <laughs> in this game. One out of ten. Yeah. Because that is the shit that happens. Yeah, that's the shit that happens. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. The amount of times, like, I agree that chase rules are kind of important, but the amount of times that you have chase rules, like, j- chasing in a game, <laughs> tends to be kind of minimal, I find. Oh, oh that's, that's clearly a lie. My table runs <laughs> chase rules all the time. Yeah, At least time. Once, a, once a session, we're in a chase. Downhill, <laughs> uphill, through snow, in the street. 
we're almost playing NASCAR at this point. NASCAR, <laughs> <laughs> oh the RPG. Right? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Today's, yeah. vul- today's vulture events have really just <laughs> put me uh, in a high, high, high energy. All right, so, all right, so Santa, <laughs> if that's your real name, um, why would you want to Twitch systems? Um, well, for one, it is my real name. I know uh, to our viewers out there. <laughs> they, I, most people may not actually. They think, "Oh, why? Why the hell did he name himself Santa for the podcast?" No, no, that's uh, parents were uh, sick and disturbing people. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I think because, like, I'm going to take this from the same thing as you with a five E approach, where a lot of people have started off in five E, and although five E, I find it's a nice gateway to showing. A game that's you know has a little bit but it's not too complicated has some narrative has some of this but it overall it does those things to a moderate success in order to try and appease a mass market uh, but you'll find players who want to do things like we want more of a narrative system well in that case you might want to hop off of that one and go to another one which we'll probably talk about in a little bit or if you want to do one that's a lot more tactical because i'm sorry 5e is not a tactical game mm. you, there's it isn't you don't really have to worry no, about that's position. one of our topics yeah remember remember berries remember berries keep going keep ranting um <laughs> i just like but, breathing in and i'm like ooh, that's a spicy topic remember berries. <laughs> um but um yeah and then there's like some that will just be a lot more tactical in approach so that each combat you really have to plan ahead and figure out what's going on um uh, that would be my big reasons for a system that and sometimes it's just kind of fun to switch it up even genre genre is another big one like I know 5e people say can do everything like Scott just said, but really there's systems that are catering directly to that genre that will always do a better job than one that's just pretty much has superimposed on top of it. Um, But yeah, that, that would be my ideas. Is there any reason why you guys can think what may not be the best reason to actually switch systems? I can tell you, I can tell you why. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) With my, with the 20 plus years, we all decided to switch to Savage Worlds because we got tired of having to learn a new rule system for every type of genre that we want to play. And as older men, we just don't have the time anymore. It's like we have jobs, we have families, we have all sorts of responsibilities. We don't have time to read rule books uh, to, to switch systems and genres. So we said, you know what? Savage Worlds is universal. We can do our D&D game in it. We can do uh, any setting we want to come up with. So as a group, we just landed on we're not changing from Savage Worlds. Um, As a player, I enjoy switching it up. And so I have another gaming group where we do different systems all the time. But as a player, I don't have to prep. But since that other group, we all take turns GMing, we just didn't have the time to learn rules all the time. No, that's... Well, you actually switch systems in order to get to the system you like. But yeah, once you've that's that's kind of the benefit of like a universal system is especially with a group, like how many people really like cracking open a book and trying to relearn all well, re, well, learn rules to a brand new game. It's probably one of the least fun parts of it to some degree, I think. Unless the rule book is paranoia. Oh, yeah. God. That's, that's that's just a fun book to read. Yeah, yeah. And one of the ones I'm going to mention, GURPS, that one is not a fun one to read. 
but it's a well done system. I, in my opinion, I think some people may question that one, but I, I think it's actually a well done system. Just the books suck. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, since I just brought it up though, I, I think GURPS is probably one of those ones that's way underrated and probably should have a little bit more love than it gets. And I don't know if you guys would agree with me on that one, but it, it's not a hard game once you learn it. It's actually a very easy game where you can kind of throw in what you want and throw out what you what else you don't want. Like you can bash the shit out of it. Um, you're literally just rolling 3d6 and trying to get under a certain target number. Uh, you could play narrative of the mind really easily if you want to do tactical like actual tactical there's a lot of rules for the direct table i think it's just it's one of those systems that everyone thinks is super old and probably has old school rules that don't really work but like even looking at the website the last gurps release was in february 2022 so last month yeah they're still producing Oh yeah, they definitely are. They never stop. Sounds like GURPS is the rule system for me with the way I roll. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, God, wait, wait. We need to play a roll under and just see how it goes. I would actually be very curious to see a roll under with Finder. I know like, we yeah. did do a roll. We did do a roll under though. <clears throat> Bastard was a roll under, and I don't remember your rolls being troubled. I died. No. Oh, you well, did die. That's right. Didn't I, I kill well, you? Well, I, I died because of. <clears throat> Another party member. Yeah, oh. I I killed him. That's right. Yeah, I was fine, but you know, Finder died. Freaking yeah, that game paladin. was that game that game was cursed for me. I I yeah. broke someone else's shield. I well, that was a really <laughs> brutal old school game. So it, it, it wasn't yeah. cursed for you. It was cursed for your uh, yeah. <laughs> party. I I was the curse. You were the curse, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, I don't. I don't think you're wrong on GURPS. I, you know, I would say GURPS is definitely a game that folks should probably try. Yeah. Just because of, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, you should at least look at it, mm-hmm. um, and you can figure out quickly if it's for you or not. But as far as games not reading well, too, I mean, Savage Worlds reads hot trash still. Yeah. It, the only difference is <laughs> GURPS is like what 400 pages or something. Right. Like yeah. I mean, I love Savage Worlds, but it's still yeah. it's still written very yeah. technically, and it's just like stop doing that. Those days are done. Yeah. It's not a textbook for college. This is <laughs> a, it's a game. Yeah. It's okay to make rules fun and silly to read. Yeah. Like, and I think I think if your players, like, if let's say that you're switching it over and your players love character creation you're not going to run out of options or interest in character builds with GURPS. You're just, there's no possible way. The amount of stuff out there and all the things you can do, like it's, it's actually kind of, I think that's, I think it's just more intimidating than anything. Just thinking of all the things you can actually possibly do with a single character. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, most universal systems are that way, but yeah. Yeah. I think this one just takes it almost to like an extreme degree. I mean, yeah, there's like these these weird escalating levels of universal systems to mm-hmm. where there's like the, the shit that I can handle, and then there's this like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> Got any names for that one? Uh, yeah, the hero system. Oh yeah, I've Can't. heard, I've heard a lot, a lot of stories about that one. Like even 
just in my downtime as the nerd I am, I look up things. Yeah. And the hero system, or uh, which was based off of what was it called? Champions. Champions? Yeah, so Champions and the hero system. The Champions was superheroes, and then hero system itself was the ge- very generic, like do whatever you kind of want system. Yeah. And they're, what they was run by Iron Crown Enterprises for a while, who did Rollmaster and uh, Harp and Space Master and the cyberpunk one i have it on my shelf somewhere they can yeah it. doesn't matter i've heard those ones are just brutal like uh Cyberspace. role master is by the players of it has like lovingly coined it as chart master oh yeah no i ran it for years i thought it was the greatest role-playing game known to known to tabletop yeah i don't know if uh I don't know if we'll try and revive that one. <laughs> no, I, 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 I can't run. I can't run shit like that anymore. Yeah. I just don't care. Yeah. I don't yeah. got time for you to sit in combat and figure out how far you're going to reduce an attack bonus, you know, that are in the percentage ranges, you know, to get the oh, defensive fuck. bonus and to get an attack. I just, I, I can't. I don't care. Just hit the goddamn monsters and move on. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Like, even uh, my couple games that I played with GURPS, though, like, I remember the character creation, like, it it did take a while, which for someone like me, that's totally fine. But a lot of people, they're like, well, I'm just going to look up a character guide and just go off of that one. Um, but I remember once you actually got playing, it was just, you just went through and it was super quick. You didn't really have to worry about too much. Uh, there is like uh, tactics like in combat, like for even facings and everything like that. But I didn't find it that bad. I know, Finder, you've you've had no experience with uh, with uh, GURPS, right? I, I've not had any experience playing GURPS or GMing GURPS, but I have looked at their supplements because I've bought their supplements that I could crib ideas for for other games because their like their their um, cybernetics supplement yeah. was top notch. I mean, it's like yeah. wow, they've got a lot of ideas in here. It's awesome. Yeah. So it's great to crib ideas from. That's how all of their supplements are, man. Like, if you want to run a game in a specific genre, even if you have, like, a setting book or whatever, yeah, I highly advise you to find the GURPS version of that and start blending shit together. Because, yeah, man, they they do some real good stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, even looking back, I swear every month they have, like, one to three different releases that come out. Holy yeah. shit, there's a yeah, lot Yeah, they're still of killing them. it. And they got the new Munchkin card game coming out, a new version of that, and... Just slaying it. Yeah, no doubt. Still suing people left and right for trying to do things with GURPS. Because that's, <laughs> that's what you know. That's what keeps games alive in 2022. Oh, yeah, suing people. <laughs> Reputation has no part in it whatsoever. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What about you guys? You got any universal systems uh, you think would be a good switch over for people? Savage Worlds. No. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Uh, I, I know yeah. that came out of left field for you guys, but... Uh, Hey man, you're not wrong, bro. Tell us about it. Just for our for me, it just for me, it just uh, it, it it can be tweaked in a lot of different ways to get a different feel. I mean, is it the best system for horror? Probably not. But can it introduce horror elements into the game? Absolutely. Um, it, it's it it excels for people that want over the top action to some degree because the heroes can the 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 build result isn't necessarily the end of it, right? I mean, I can if I've got the the economics, I can keep rolling um, until I get a success, or I critically fail, in which case I can't do anything with that anymore. So it, it's really good 
in that regard. Um, the heroes are meant to be more than the average. And so they, there's a mechanic to help them be uh, better than the average. And you can still have your complications. So uh, to me, it's just, it's a lot of fun. People associate it with the, with pulp style action, which I think is where its heart truly is, is in the pulps. But it's it's good for all sorts of stuff. And, and with some of the latest releases, like the Pathfinder for Savage Worlds, um, it, it's bringing in a different aspect and element that may appeal to more of the D&D players um, if they want in my opinion, better mechanics, um, but still retain that that high fantasy, epic fantasy type feel. Bro, you're not wrong. I'd rather run Savage Worlds. Pathfinder is just, we have to say that, I guess, right? Because that's the name of the, of the, the damn box. But it really is. Let's, let's be honest. It's Savage Worlds Dungeons and Dragons. You yeah. Know, yeah. Like to the T, to the core. And it is amazing. I'd rather run that than any other, you know, D20 fantasy game to be honest with you if we were going to do that it's just it's that good but you're not wrong and you know what you said about the you can't re-roll critical failures technically not true because savage worlds one of the greatest things about it is and when people miss out like the whole horror thing and yeah. being tied to pulp is people and it's not you but it, just for listeners in general the folks who get out there and get real argumentative about savage worlds all the same you're wrong because you don't have an imagination so there's already a setting <laughs> rule where you can undo the can't roll critical failures and you, setting rules control everything about that game, as you know, as do new edges and new hindrances. And people are just kind of lazy, which is why the settings do really well. But really, <clears throat> you know, I, I spent a lot of time with Savage Worlds and another group of dudes, and we played every genre core rulebook only. Basically, rules is written, only adding setting rules and uh, new edges, new hindrances. You don't need anything else. It, yeah. it really is that well written of a game, and you can do horror. You just have to setting rules, and you have to you have to do things like you can't Benny a fear roll. Um, yeah. You you do a new derived stat called sanity. I mean, Realms of Cthulhu laid out like, hey, you want to go gritty gritty? Awesome. Then you're gonna use you know you're gonna use a gritty damage because when someone hits you with a bullet, your ass isn't gonna just soak that wound and get back up. There's gonna uh -huh. be consequences for that. And then you do gritty sanity loss, and it's the same thing. You're going to start losing your mind, and you're going to go into a spiral quickly. Um, so, yeah, Superheroes, it does perfectly well. Uh, yeah, Savage Worlds is top of the charts, man. I love that game. I've, I've had it since 2004, and Jesus, I, I've missed it, you know, being away from it so long. And, and I agree. So setting rules, I, 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 I kind of glossed over that because <laughs> I, I, I love the you can't re-roll Yes, of course. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's my yeah. favorite part. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And so I, I, tend to, I tend to not use that setting rule. Oh, um, no. But there, the thing that, I mean, there's some really interesting mechanics people bring in. Like one of the settings called the after, which is kind of post-apocalyptic yep. uh, sort of stuff. Their crit fail mechanic, uh, you don't re-roll. There, there's no setting rule that says you can re-roll. But if you crit fail something some of your gear becomes tainted now. And so the, there's all kinds of weirdness that can happen with your gear and your gear degrading over time, which forces you to constantly maintain or repair your gear yeah. um, because it can like make it so you can't run uh, without consequence or you can't sneak up on anybody because you've got this uh, carrion uh, stench that just accompanies you everywhere. And it's it's an absolutely 
I, I love that mechanic. It, it was such a brilliant mechanic for the after that I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And, and yeah. I miss it when I'm playing other games. Nice. Yeah, the after. I just listened to the podcast uh, with the, the dude who uh, designed it. Okay, I'm done. What? What? Finder went on mute. I don't know. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> now, even like with... um. With Savage Worlds, I always, whenever I look at it, even like the way that the, some of the rules are written, how it's going, like, was that characters that are not important, they're called extras, and then like that, I see it as, I see it almost like an action movie style, where they do want to keep the energy going, they want it to be kind of movie-like, uh, by the way, Finder's audio did just cut out, <laughs> um, so <laughs> hopefully he'll get it back. Um, if not, then he'll just be listening to us ramble on and we'll right. just talk shit about him. <laughs> but God damn it. But yeah, no, I and I actually like the setting books that Savage Worlds does have. Yeah. Like I love um the Rippers one. Yeah, yeah. Because for one, it's Victorian esque. They actually tried to get it in so that, you know, just like in the Victorian era, what class you're in, what play where you're born in life, that Well, technical difficulties just kind of happened right there, folks. Uh, you probably won't notice anything on your end, but for some reason, our recording just stopped. Uh, I blame Finder for this <laughs> microphone. Uh, <laughs> but as what I was saying was, is like I think like Rippers itself, it's a good example of what you can do in uh, Savage Worlds because it is. It's a Victorian era uh, where class... Mat, like class systems matter they actually have it so that you know and i think they do this with deadlines too where some creatures you really need to have their what actually hurts them in order to kill them like i think they're and like werewolves you actually do need silver you know vampires you need to stake and they've really kind of fit the the gate the feel correct and it kind of still makes it feel like that action movie that you want to be in but I know, I know what you say though that you don't really necessarily need those kind of things. Yeah, I mean they're fun to have. I mean I have all of them. I mean, shit, I'm writing, <laughs> I'm writing multiples, you know. Yeah. So let's just keep buying those setting books. <laughs> just saying. But yeah, I mean, if you, you know, if people didn't need them, they wouldn't they wouldn't sell, and the Kickstarters wouldn't be so successful and all that jazz. So it just is yeah. this. But yeah, the the I think between GURPS and Savage Worlds, those would be my two main. If you need, if you want to switch to a different system, I would recommend those two for sure. I don't know if is there a third one you can think of, Scott? Uh, for like a generic universal system? Yeah, a generic universal system. Oh man, so yeah, you know, like those are um, those are the big ones. Ah, uh, I've never played Fate, and I hear mixed reviews about Fate. So, uh, Scott, do you have an opinion on Fate? It's not bad. It just Fate really Fate requires a. See, I think it requires a little more effort on players mm-hmm. because you have to be invested in the in the game itself. And but I also think fate tends to lend itself to a little bit of wonkiness at the table. Um, and sometimes that you know, sometimes it's positive, sometimes it's not. The system itself is very straightforward and simple. Mm-hmm. It's it's ideal. I have another game that was written by this uh, this kid. I never can pronounce the name of his company. Some some jokey, some jokey. Anyway, they wrote a game about special forces operators and it uses the fate system as a baseline. And uh, I mean, the game itself is it's goddamn impressive. It's a very cool game. 
Uh, the only thing I don't like is the deck of cards it uses, but it's there. It's an option. Um, but I do understand why he did it. But so, oh man, Dungeon Dragons Universal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, I I I like Fate, but it's not one that's meant for long term games. Oh, look at you. Yeah, you're no. probably right. No, yeah, right. like. it's a good game if you want to have like if let's say you have your campaign done on your preferred system and you guys just want almost like a little bit of like a breather rpg where you just want to have maybe two three four sessions or just to kind of you know get a refresher on a genre that you guys may not be playing like let's say even like uh you're you play like traveler and that's your guys' main thing. But you're like, hey, well, why don't we do something a little bit more like uh, 70s cop or mm-hmm. let's do like, you know, an action movie or let's do some sort of like high school murder drama. You can do all those when fate in fate really well because they don't really do much for character progression. And it's mostly at least the base system, because I know they like dressed in files game. They actually yeah. have progression and that one. It's actually a pretty good read. Um, but that one it's that's what it is it's a breather rpg meant for in-betweens when you guys don't feel like starting something crazy at the moment or the gm doesn't really want to you know he's currently designing something still yeah and i've I've used fate and fiasco for like sort of the how did your characters meet adventure to set up a like you said set up a genre and then set up a game and just have a little bit of fun with it before we get into the actual mechanics because i think you're right that 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 style allows people to really breathe without worrying about concept and my, yeah. what my character sheet says too much. That way you can sign up, like, what is what I want to do? And then once you played that personality that one time through a zany, a zany game of Fader Fiasco, then you can look back and be like, oh, okay, cool. Here's all these hindrances, these edges, and here's all these abilities that make sense for what I, what I, what I, I want to do. Um, it can help, but you know, uh, I don't know. I would, so this, uh, you know what? Honestly, there's so many. There's 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 a lot of universal systems, but I will say, I think everyone should uh, try Genesis. And I know uh, there's a lot of people who hate that, but I think that uh, you're unimaginative. So that's fine. I haven't actually ever looked at Genesis. What it's is just it? The, it's so Genesis uh, is the generic universal system that spawned itself off of the the, the fantasy flight game Star Wars. So mm-hmm. it uses the, the dice with the weird symbols, no numbers. Yeah, and so you design your character, and their your situations have they tell you what kind of dice you're rolling. You know, if you're rolling uh, purples, the oranges, the yellows, uh, the blacks, the light blues, or whatever, and the symbols that come up help you interpret. And so everything you do is kind of fun. Like, okay, well, I'm gonna draw down, and we're gonna get in a we're gonna get in a duel, a gun duel in this alley in the old west. Okay, cool. Let's roll some dice, and then there's a give and take in how those dice play out because some of those dice will have negative effects and those negative effects don't just cancel, you know, a positive effect. They actually yeah. are part of the, are part of what happens. Um, and Genesis can handle any, any genre and it handles them fairly well. Actually, it just, it takes a little bit more effort on the GM and the players to really like buckle down and understand what you want to do, but it's no different than savage worlds. You just say, here's the genre. And they give you a bunch of sample genres in there and how to make characters, for those but all in all if you really want to flex your creativity muscles uh genesis is going to be one of those really cool systems it's a lot of fun to play i ran a uh, i wrote the uh, early on i wrote the eberron conversion guide for genesis and you can't publish it because there's no ogl or anything for genesis but i still 
wrote it like 40 or 50 pages, got it out there and let everyone use it. We play tested it. And I mean, it was Eberron is a perfect fit. And that's just how well Genesis can adapt that fast on the fly. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I've, I think I've heard of Genesis, but it's one of those ones where it's just, yeah, I've never really heard anyone talk about that one that much. Yeah. I think it's dying off actually, yeah. which is unfortunate. Well, it's kind of, and that that's another reason why kind of, I think a lot of people like to stick with, uh, D and D five E. Uh, and it's for the sole fact of they know they have an audience. They are always, if you go and roll 20, you're always going to be able to find a game for the day of the week you want. And probably even close to the hour that you want to start playing. Yeah. We talked you, about it a couple last week, right? There's like over 80% of the games or whatever played or D and D five E. Yeah. Something like that, which is you know. absolutely crazy. And like I said, like I got no hate against 5e or anything like that, but I just th- a little bit of hate. Uh- <laughs> I like running the system. I just don't want to run a goddamn furry convention at the table. I want to play 5e and I want your characters to either be all human or the Tolkien exclusives. And we're going to be done with there. And we're going to have some really cool old school type adventures. We're not going to carry around a bunch of nonsense. Um, that's my that's the that's where I differ from most 5e. Oh, okay. Well, let's say people, they like the fantasy, but they kind of just want to switch it up with something new, either in system or even just fantasy done a little different. Like, what would you recommend? Savage Worlds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, are we not allowed to choose that option anymore? We already picked that option. We got to pick another option, guys. No. That's how it goes. Or else, okay, uh, the rest of the questions, guys, it's Savage Worlds end of uh, broadcast see you later see you next week i mean mean, if you have it really is a great game and savage worlds like i said i think we talked about this on the podcast before is like just looking at my savage worlds collection which may, may just be shit like if you are a good savage worlds gm your table is just drip like i got custom tokens sorry i swore i got custom tokens I got, like I said, probably $1,000 in play. I just ordered a new set of playing cards. I just got them in actually for running Deadlands. There's a deck of cards called the Weird West, and they're awesome. They're Deadlands cards. Yeah. Um, You know, but like your table should drip. You should have all the things themed out, and that really helps. If you're pulling bennies out and like you're in a military game and you're using spent brass casings from actual guns for bennies, that's awesome. And your cards are all military style cards, or they have like, I got a deck of cards that. I put a bullet through, right? And so it's that's neat at the table because you're like, oh, shit, all these cars have bullet holes in them. Uh-huh. Um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, that's where Savage Worlds really helps. Like, talk about ambiance and yeah. um, vicarity and, you know, immersion. Okay, well, let, you know, let's, let's try to help that out. Sorry, I just get really excited about Savage Worlds. <laughs> I can and, tell. And just, it's a good game. I just like all the tchotchkes that come with it. Yeah. And people that feel, oh, I don't like playing cards for initiative. You've never done it. Because I'm telling you what works better than any other initiative system I've ever seen in my life is that goddamn action deck. <laughs> it really uh-huh. is, it's genius. Well, you know, the other part of that, though, also is the adventure deck itself. Because the adventure deck, to me, adds that extra element that gives players some narrative control as well. Yeah. Um, like, you've got cards in there that, if used properly, can bring a whole lot of fun. Yep. Uh, I was playing, I was GMing a, a game of Lankmar for my friends, 
And this was one of those games where it's like, oh, it's last minute. Let's throw a game together. Who can GM? It's like, okay, well, you all want to play Longhorn. I guess that's going to be me. So random gen- random adventure generator, because I had no p- time to prep and no ideas of what I wanted to do with Flankmar. And they get themselves into this situation where um, a, uh, like a, a noble type guy sent his son uh, to, to recover some assets and hired the Thieves Guild to help out. And they get in this situation where their son, where they're like, it's, it's seriously going to be a TPK. Um, and one of the players had this out of the frying pan card uh, and another one had here comes the cavalry oh. and they play those cards and uh, the like guards swoop in and save the day and, and save them all from being like wiped out, nice. which is cool. Cause I, I wasn't necessarily looking for a TPK, but it, it was just a lot of fun to see those come into play and, and yeah. be able to narratively figure out a way for them to make sense, yeah. Uh, yeah. which is a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have one that's not. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. We, we derailed. <laughs> We derailed. Non-savage. Yeah. So wait, hold on. So oh, sorry. Know... Non-savage world. Uh, you know, kind of goes towards the fantasy, but not necessarily a five E. Okay. So are we talking like we're keeping them close to something? Like if they're used to five E. Um, not so much in mechanics, but more just like if they want to try and stick with like fantasy. Feel. Yeah, they okay. still kind of want that feel of fantasy, but they don't necessarily. They want either the setting to be changed up a bit or you know they just they're not a fan of the mechanics or their you know character creation is getting really dull okay um, before you go i have one more rule for the game what a, a rules qualification do we, is it only one man because that's tough because yeah, i know two right off, right off top go ahead say you your can say, see as no. many as, you can see as okay. many as you like right. say your um, say your thing maybe you'll cover uh it. this one actually uh i was while talking with you scott and also russ who will be on next week's episode um and it's Legends of the Five Rings because it's it's interesting because it's still really based in kind of a fantasy setting with, you know, monsters, creatures, everything like that. But it has almost like a blend of like Japanese, Chinese culture, South Korean uh, lore and mysticism, and even a, like a little bit of like Mongolian, like Mongolian gameplay, tiny bit too, with one of the uh factions within but it's yeah unicorn clan yeah the unicorn clan um it sounds very problematic with all those things you mentioned nah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, but it's it's a very interesting one because you're not so much worried about just being the hero and killing everything and not worrying about consequences and this one it's like no your honor and how you you know, perform yourself is just as important as accomplishing your goal. And you have to realize you'll have to make decisions whether or not you should run it this way, because, you know, you could take a massive hit and lose face with your family, lose face with. And so there's just, and there's even like a whole court system that you can go through and you can not even have to be just like a samurai or a fighter. You could be someone who goes to the main courts and tries to, like discussing that way and it, i feel like it opens up so much more avenues than a standard 5e game because it makes you realize that you are not the kings of this world you are simply just kind of another character that's trying to cut out a piece of the world that's already there but you don't currently have that piece uh and i know scott you have a bit of experience with it mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah no um 
You're not wrong. And I do like that it required, I don't know if it's, I guess it is fantasy. You blew me away when you said it was fantasy because I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. It makes so much sense that you said yeah. that. But, but that's how different through. the game is in concept that mm-hmm. it, it, my instinct is that's not fantasy. I, I almost consider it like a swords and chivalry game. Well, you know, the actual swords and chivalry role playing game, yeah. that, you know, King Arthur, the Arthurian court kind of thing. Where I was like, oh, I'd take a step back and be like, yeah, I guess it kind of still is fantasy with all the weird stuff that goes on. Yeah, because it's just yeah. it goes more on instead of like the yeah. tr- like you know the European centric kind of fantasy. Yeah. yeah, it goes more on the Japanese, you know, their folklore and everything yeah, like pan Asian. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, well, Rokugan, you know, is basically Japan with some Chinese and stuff like you said thrown in. You know, what I like best about L five R is the douchebags who play standard fantasy games. I love watching their characters have to commit seppuku or other terrible shit happen to them. Because yeah. you're right, the game isn't about you walking up to, you know, your uh, daimo and being like, eat my balls. Because <laughs> that's yeah. just not going to fly far at the table and your character's probably going to die. Oh, 100%. You know? and, and like combat is brutal and so your, you know, your two pips of iajitsu aren't going to matter most. Yeah, like it, they even say it's like they have different like modes of playing it just for like, you know, like they have the way that they want you to play it where it's like, you know, you take a blade to the chest, you're most likely going to die. Yeah. While and then they have like, you know, up your, you know, your health just in order to kind of keep the game a little bit more. I'm going to use the word pulpy, even though I don't think it's that word. Yeah, um, no. And even like some of the things like I'm, I'm reading it and I'm learning a lot about other cultures just from going through it. And I think that all the, the character creation, not overly difficult, but it gives you a lot of options Mm -hmm. to be able to really create a character you want to play. Yeah. Within that setting. Yeah. You need to understand that setting, which comes a little hard for uh, some folks, right? Cause it's, it's, it's very different. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I spent one session uh, writing a. Uh, com- getting, I composed. I was taking my time, real time, writing a perfect haiku. Like I didn't have to do that. Really, I could have just done some stupid ass haiku. But it was important <laughs> to the plot because we had to get some information, and I was. I needed to commune with spirits, and I communed with one of the spirits of this pond, and we wrote a haiku together, and. It was just a really, but that's the kind of game it is, right? I know people are rolling their eyes and stuff, but I mean that's just L five R. Oh, you know, totally. It, it emulates the, the the philosophical instincts of humanity, like mm. directly instead of like, oh, do we kill all the baby werewolves? Oh, I don't know. Are we gonna let them grow up to eat the village? The answer seems pretty simple. Yeah. But L five R, yeah, it's just like, oh shit, I didn't bow low enough, you know? And you, yeah. You know, yeah. And of course, like people can play with different amount of you know how how consistent do you want it like one of the things is literally it's like when you go into a room and you're talking with someone and you know you put your blade down on the like your you take off your sword you put it on the right side and not the left side because if you mm-hmm. put it on the left side that means mm-hmm. that you're ready for things to go sideways because you can grab it and pull it with your right pull your blade out with your right hand well if yeah. you put it on the right side that means you're not expecting anything due to the fact that, you know, you would be holding the blade with your wrong hand. And you don't have to go that crazy in depth to it. But it's so much fun to do that because it is. If, you're, if you're the character, right, and you're having beef with, the, with this, this other party, you can do that small gesture. And, you know, you walk in, the GM would be like, yeah. well, how do you, how, where do you place your blade? And you're like, I put it on my left. And that sends a clear message, and that's just the entire tone of the role-playing conversation. It, 
It does. I think it, I think it like, I know not everyone like, you know, the, <laughs> not, not everyone likes, you know, like the whole, like, you know, samurai kind of feel or likes it to have that kind of rules and you do need the right group to play it. Yeah. But if you, if anyone listening, they're like, I think my group would love to have this kind of role play. You will be in for the best time. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I suggest if you can pick up a PDF of L5R 40, because it still uses the standard dice. The fifth edition of the game uses the, the funky dice like Genesis. Nothing wrong with it. I still, I think that actually fits the, the, the game better. Um, yeah. That might be too drastic for a lot of players, you know? Well, I was looking at those dice, and they're pretty dice. Oh, the dice are beautiful, like oh yeah, blossoms and yeah. Anyway, Finder, <laughs> you want to talk about L five R? I uh, I would love to talk about L five R. Unfortunately, I am woefully ignorant of L five R. We'll have to do a session of L five R. Just to I, do a I, couple. Of I things. would like to, and even I was yeah. looking, and like I, I'm I'm one of those people where it's the same thing, or it's like I like fate, but I hate the fate dice. Yeah. I hate those specialized dice, but I was looking at the actual dice that they use for the fifth edition of L5R, mm-hmm. and they are really nice looking dice. They are yeah, super beautiful. freaking pretty. And I was like, they like cherry blossoms and shit on they them. They are. Yeah, it's, it's real pretty. It's one of the few, like, and I, then I was like, oh my God, it's so nice. And then I found out they had a card game that was like a living card game, which yep. essentially means like, you know, you don't collect cards, and everything. And I was like, oh my God, this looks so good. Discontinued in 2021. Oh. Yep. Yeah. The group I play, I, I run I, uh, games for, I run Deadlands for here. They play L5R, the card game, uh, before I show up. So I heard it was a really fun game. Even I don't, like, I don't, I don't do card games. So it's, yeah, I was kind of listening to someone talking about it. And actually, I'm, I used to do Magic the Gathering and yeah. stuff like that. And I've kind of, don't like them but it was unique enough to the point where i was like this actually looks like it could be a lot of fun yeah sure no you're not wrong well rp people i think this is going to be a two-parter episode uh we're going to be doing something a little bit different for the ending where we're actually going to be releasing this today on monday and we're going to be releasing the next one on thursday it just went a little bit too long so we figured we might as well split it up uh if you'd like to contact us if you're liking the episode so far uh message us at rpsmartpeople at gmail.com uh or you can message us on twitter at rpsmartpeople we're also currently looking for an artist who may want to try and help us design a logo since we're trying to become a little bit more professional and we're thinking about doing a discord so if you guys have any comments about that please let us know because your input would be the most important thing like i said we're trying to come up with a logo too so if you have any ideas for that uh we're pretty stuck on it so it would be very nice thank you and we'll talk to you on thursday <laughs>